Hey, everybody. Uh, we are doing a quick episode. Uh, we're going to go through the top five, I think, of our comic reading this year. So things we like the best this year, maybe a couple others. We'll see where it goes. Uh, you are joined now by the voice you hear, since people can't usually identify us. This is Josh. Hello, I am Ryan. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I have people all the time ask us, who is who on here? And I would say, I hope you can like know who I am, especially if I'm talking to you face to face. But yeah, so instead of us having a crowded, you know, four or five, uh, you know, people panel in here, now you get to hear the two of our voices. So good yeah. for you. <laughs> Do you think any of the other three gentlemen on our podcast read a comic a year? Um, debatably will. But at the same he might time, actually. He's kind of a secret nerd. He kind of like likes to. Yeah. He yeah. he be, he beats up the nerds and then he takes their shit for his own. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. So, okay. Um, so, like I said, we're just going to do the top five. I probably have like more. And even actually after I made my list, I was like, is that really my top five? But the ones that stick in my head. So whatever. Uh, I'm going to yeah. let you go first. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah. take it away. Honestly, I could have made a top 10, but uh, I remember hearing a quote from Mike Hill uh, a number of years ago. Um, he's the guy from uh, uh, the band Tombs, and also we used to play that band Anodyne, mm-hmm. and uh, he has his own podcast. Um, he doesn't talk about comics in there, but when he did like a top five albums of the year thing one year, he was like, yeah, when you're kind of going beyond five, you're kind of more or less padding it out. You're like, and it's not dissing the stuff, you know, yeah. after five, but he was like, Five are like the most important ones, the ones you're really going to be going back to remember the most. Yeah. Um, and that is kind of my thing with comics this year. Um, I think we overall had a pretty goddamn great year for comics. There was, I'd say. yeah, I would say there was only maybe a couple of titles that I bought that I did not like at all. Um, we might get into one later. I know you particularly disliked. Yeah. Um, actually, we'll have to. It's fucking funny because you just got so angry about this book. Um, but my number five is actually an ongoing series right now. And uh, I don't think it has any end in sight, which I'm okay with. And that is uh, Something is Killing the Children by mm-hmm. James Tinian or Tinian. It's funny. I've met the guy and I never asked him, like, how do you pronounce your last name, sir? Um, he has been absolutely killing it this year with comics. Uh, mm-hmm. He has three ongoing titles right now, which are all really good. Um, he has something is killing the children uh, department of truth, which I need to catch up on. Yeah. Um, and uh, the nice house in the lake. Those are three ones that he's that are still ongoing that are really good. Um, department of truth. I believe is put up by image. Um, DC black label is the one who are putting ones putting out nice house in the lake. And something is killing the children is put out by boom studios. Yeah. Um, they've already apparently uh, auctioned off this uh, to be turned into a Netflix series, which I think mm-hmm. could work really well. Um, it is one of the best horror comics I've read in I don't know how long. Yeah, um, it is. Uh, and the, the really for those who care to know what it's about, the title is pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, like it's like when I had to recommend this at my bookstore job. We we did a thing for a little bit called um, blind date with a book, which was basically just like a mystery buy. Like, and you could we would like cut down, we would cut out like the the ISBN or like the barcode on there, so you could at least add that to scan at checkout, and you could write a, a synopsis on the cover of the book. 
Uh, most people were choosing like, I, they were choosing much more sophisticated titles. I chose that. And I wrote on the cover there, the name says it all. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and uh, it was like something like, you know, the title self-explanatory, you know, excellent horror comic been turning into a TV series soon. Uh, but yeah, monsters are killing kids and teenagers in this small town. Um, this woman named Erica Slaughter comes into town and her only task is to find these and kill these. Uh, it is simple, but effective. Uh, it's creepy. The artwork is really uh, kind of unnerving at times, mm -hmm. um, but it's still ongoing. I believe they are going on to a second arc because I think they've not, not really a spoiler, but I think they're technically leaving the town to go do to start up a new arc, but um, I'm really digging the hell out of it. I think that it is, uh, it, it, ha it still has a lot. Of, I'm going to say it has a lot of promise. I'm like, no, it's fulfilled its promise and it's yeah. still ongoing. Yeah. But I think, I think a Netflix show could do a lot with it. And I hope that they just try and make it stylistically not look like stranger things. Um, yeah. There's so much more you can do with it. And there are similarities, but I think the vibe is completely different. And so I hope that they keep, the vibe of of it that i don't even know what the vibe is kind of like i guess like some of it's kind of stephen king but i don't think anyone talks in the comic like anything like stephen king yeah not um, really. but it's you know it's 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 its own thing but i mean it's like familiar but like just enough of a good spin on it and i just got caught up on the first two uh trade paperback volumes on that so i felt like i couldn't put it on my list because i just uh caught up there but mm -hmm. i'm really digging it and um, I hadn't really been picking it up because I feel like when a, when a series comes out and then when I'm like picking up whatever issue it is, I'm like, I feel kind of, I don't like picking it up at like issue 50, you know, if I'm yeah. buying new comics. So then, but then also issue number one is very expensive. You know? yeah, so, true. so it's like, it's like, well, I'm just not going to do that. And I might, I, it sounds silly to probably anyone Reasons. I think I'm picking up House of Slaughter stuff, or you know, I have yeah, it on order. I have um, the first two issues, and I haven't read them yet. That's yeah. I think that's where I'm at with it. I kind of just get, I get things for work, and I kind of bag and board <laughs> them and put them away for some because you don't really want to like read all your comics. And then the thought I have is like, oh, I'll catch up when the trade paperback comes out because that is the more enjoyable way. I like reading instead of a single issue type thing, but I've yeah. gotten more into single issues this year. But, but like you're saying, I do, I, I like where this is going to come. Yeah. Um, so that's my number five. What's your number five? Um, yeah. If, my, if you had to say, <laughs> if I had to say my number five is army of darkness. Um, oh, I haven't read that yet. And actually I will say that I think it is, uh, it, there is a big gulf of number five to number four. In that it's kind of hanging on almost honestly to nostalgia. I'm I'm not completely sold on where it's going because I'm not sure if it's necessary. And I know that's a weird way to start like a top <laughs> thing. Um, but it's also like I just kind of I picked it because of my connection with it. Um, and I, I and pretty much I'll just read anything or uh, I've watched the Ash versus Evil Dead show. Like if they mm -hmm. keep doing these things, I'll keep and you know yeah. I'll keep getting them. Yeah. But I don't yeah. I don't think it's I don't think it's up to the par that the ones I'm going to give 
later. So honestly, that's about as much as I have, but I have enjoyed yeah. just the kind of like being back in that universe. Mm-hmm. Have you read uh, Marvel Zombies versus Army of Darkness? No. All right. Um, I, I don't know if it's still in print, but that was really fun. That's um, a prequel to the Marvel Zombies comic, which came out God knows how many years uh, yeah. ago. I have and, one uh, of those books, Marvel yeah. Zombies book. Yeah, it's pretty fun. I mean, seeing uh, seeing Ash kill a zombified Howard the Duck is pretty great. Yeah. Um, how yeah. often do you pick up Marvel stuff? Not very often. And actually, I don't, my yeah. number four is actually a Marvel book, ironically enough. But well, let's yeah. But my number four was, and I will say I was actually hesitant to put this at four because I thought the ending was a little bit kind of weak, but mm-hmm. I think every issue leading up to it was really good. And that was Spider-Man Spider Shadow by Chip Zdarsky. Okay. Um, yeah. 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 Um, you can read that without having really it. It's an, it's a what if story mm-hmm. um, except that usually when the case, cause for those who don't those who live in a cave, uh, Marvel brought back the what if concept in the form of a TV series on net on uh, Disney plus almost said Netflix fucking hell. Mm-hmm. Um, but this time they're like, okay, let's let's give let's kind of give it a boost in the comics too. Except this time, instead of them being one shots, they said let's let you do a whole little mini series here. And Spider Shadow takes the idea that's been done before, uh, which was what if Spider Man kept the the black costume? What if he kept the symbiote instead of getting rid of it? Getting rid of it. Um, they've done this before in comics from like for decades, but Chip was like, fuck it, I'm gonna. I'm going to make this a full story. Like You're not going to give me one issue to contain this. I want to make this into a flat-out full story. And it's really good. It's uh, at times creepy. Um, and you get to kind of see like Spider-Man's darkest sides come out. Um, it's not without some humor. But for the most part, it's relatively straight-laced. Uh, but getting to see Peter like start killing his, his rogues gallery uh, is pretty uh crazy um some things kind of don't play out the way that they normally would like you know there isn't eddie brock there is eddie brock in here but he's really not what you think he is um it lasted five issues i picked up all singles because i was like this is one that i want to i want to keep up with this as much as i can i don't want to wait that long on this um and so far, I would say Chip is also another guy who was absolutely killing it in 2021. I did not read his Daredevil run. I hear that's really good. But again, like as we kind of talked about, I don't really read a lot of Marvel books. There's just yeah. there's too much to keep up with. And honestly, I just was like, I don't really have the interest. Um, the only thing actually I ever read other than that was was um, uh, Immortal Hulk, which I thought was was really mm. good. But I'm also very far behind on that. Yeah, the only uh, Marvel thing I feel like I picked up this year, and I also haven't read it, I just kind of bagged it, uh, was Kazar, Lord of oh, Savage. Okay. Because oh, man, it's yeah. like, if I'm, I feel like if I'm going to read something Marvel, then I want it to be just kind of outside mm-hmm. of the regular superhero affair. Because it's also like, like with Hulk, it's like, what are we, it's like issue a thousand, you know, or, you know, <laughs> a million, you know, it's like, I, I know there are. Yeah, I think if you can pick up, and this is kind of a, I guess, rule of thumb for anyone new to collecting, which I really am. Um, if you can pick up like a limited run within the series, that's a good way to go. So if you are picking up a Hulk, if there's like a six issue run, yeah, then I would recommend that. Like there is actually a new Blade series that's like a short run Blade 
uh, series. Um, So I I would recommend like, if you're going to try and pick up like a first issue do within those series, which I guess goes into uh, my next one. But before that though, Chip, Chip Zdarsky definitely has been like killing it this year. I have some other titles um, that he's done. I'm, I'm trying to think of the names of them, but he's put out a bunch of stuff like this year that I feel like I've gotten. Um, if you can recall any of those. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, he also has Stillwater, which uh, was an honorable mention. Silver for me. coin. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a, that's a compilation. I actually, that's a, uh, I think each issue, each issue was done by somebody else, but that mm-hmm. was really good too. That's a, it's an honorable mention for me. Yeah. But um, so my next one on the list, and it, like I mentioned, it goes, this is like what I really enjoyed. Uh, so there's a six part series uh, called Primordial. And, oh, I have. Yeah. I keep meaning to start that. Uh, it's really fun. It's on Image. Um, I think most of most of what I've been picking up this year is on Image. And yeah. uh, so the the plot synopsis on the Image site is mind bending sci fi collides with Cold War thriller in the six issue miniseries by uh, uh, the team behind Gideon Falls. So in 1957, okay. USSR launched the dog Laika into Earth's orbit, and then two years later, US uh, put the monkeys Abel and Baker. So, uh, but then, so they never returned, but they didn't die in orbit. And so, Ooh. and that's kind of like early in the series. And I actually, I'm still in the middle of it. Uh, and it's really cool. And I don't really know where it's going to go, but they're kind of realizing that they're kind of out there somewhere and they're starting to communicate with them in like, well, the 1950s. So the way mm-hmm. that they would communicate there. So a lot of, uh, kind of just sci-fi elements, but you know, also, okay. but the, the, the art is interesting. I feel like it took a second to kind of be like, am I on board with this? It's almost like, it's almost drawn in a way that's like a, a scanner darkly kind of thing, but like, okay. ro- it's almost like rotoscope, but for comics in a way. Um, and that's kind of a bad explanation of it, but it's just kind of <laughs> almost has like a, it's like a digital manipulation kind of thing, mm-hmm. which is cool. And I think it really serves the comic. Um, but, you know, it's like, well, I hope this doesn't become, I mean, it might be a big thing in certain comics, but it, it's <laughs> not, but the story is so good and it really works for that. And actually the way that they draw panels and the, and the it all complements itself. I think picking it up, you'll really see where they kind of go with some of these things that mm-hmm. really like blow out the concepts, even like with, um, with something is killing the children, they do some unique things with how they do the paneling. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's like a cool, fun way to like, keep you registered. You can read primordial like super quick because it's, it's like not a lot of talking because it does involve dogs and monkeys in some of the plot. <laughs> so um, it, it's, it's really cool. I'd really recommend it. All right. Well, my number three is actually a manga. Um, so I've been, trying to make up for lost little shit like decade plus of not touching manga mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, i used to be a pretty big manga reader and then i don't really know what stopped me i think maybe i just was like i don't have the time for this um but there have been some really cool series coming out over the past couple of years that i was like okay i'm gonna definitely keep my attention on this one and my number three is chainsaw man mm-hmm. uh that the only negative to this book is the fact that it is very hard to get it right now oh, wow. um, because uh, over the past year plus or so 
bookstores uh, experienced a huge spike in sales of manga. Like it went, it went I think up to like 500% or something like that, um, which was insane. But basically uh, Chainsaw Man is, I guess the nice way to describe it would be kind of like a combination of like Men in Black, Monster Hunter, um, and like a lot of body horror. It's mm-hmm. very, very odd. But um, my friend actually sent it to me Originally, I want to say it was like a gag gift, but she sent me the first, she gave me the first volume. Uh, and she was like, look at this little creature in here. It's super cute. And it's like a little like dog with like a little buzzsaw in its head. And mm. I was like, that is cute. Um, what's the book about? <laughs> and uh, she didn't really tell me. So, but then I picked it up and I was like, I shouldn't like this. This is ridiculous. It is like absurdly violent. Uh, the main character is kind of a loser as much as i hate to say it but he's also very charming um he originally like, he originally is picked up off the street as like like kind of like this homeless bum who owes a a, a ton of money to like uh, to like the mafia but something happens where the aforementioned uh i'm doing a terrible job of describing this but it's always very difficult to me to describe manga because it's so radically different than american comics um but basically like the little dog like fuses with him and he gains the ability to turn into this chainsaw demon that mm-hmm. has like giant chainsaw arms, kind of like really, really long Wolverine claws more or less and has like a giant blade coming out of his head. Uh, and he just starts, he joins up with a group that hunts down other demons that have similar properties and it's ridiculous. Uh, at to- like, and I will say that like uh, the only problem is that it's very hard to find right now. Although if you have a, a subscription to, I think Shonen Jump's website, that you can read it on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they are up to volume eight right now. I am actually a little bit far behind because um, I am missing a certain volume that is on back order and has been on back order for like three, four months. Yeah, and. Uh, so, but that has been my nice, pleasant surprise for the year. Um, and that was just, like I said, you know, it was given to me as a gift. And I was like, okay, uh, I'm on board. I don't know how long this is going to last. If it starts going into like the 20s, I would be like, I might have to stop. <laughs> yeah, there is like a point where I feel like there's like a cutoff, like, how long am I going to be collecting this? And also, yeah. if you want to collect other things, it's like you kind of got to like, cut it off yeah. at some point yeah and also I, if yeah. you once again i guess to, to the audience of maybe new collectors it's like after you get past like five issues technically i feel like unless there's another key in there and you wouldn't mm-hmm. really know then uh you kind of can cut the cord and maybe move on unless you just really want to be a completist so i'm kind of i'm yeah. usually stuck between the two things um with it so i do like kind of limited run stuff but the uh, manga that you're mentioning, uh, does it have any sil- similarities to like uh, Tetsuo in um, a way? Or? Maybe maybe not quite as... It doesn't really have like a cyberpunk okay. uh, thing to it. No, it's it's definitely set more in like modern day. Um, it I actually will say now that I think about it, and it's maybe not quite as pun potentially in, uh, intended here. It's not quite as bizarre, but it does kind of have a bit of a jojo's vibe to it just because of like all the completely strange characters and all the different unique power sets yeah that's for jojo's bizarre adventure if anyone has not yeah. uh, read that or watched it uh that has been i've had such a, a love-hate relationship with that series 
And uh, because I'm like, there's things I really love about it, but I really also am like, this is not for me. Um, it also doesn't help that there was the person who introduced me to Jojo uh, is uh, somebody I do not talk to anymore. And for good reason, yeah. uh, but I will say no further. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I guess I'll go into my next one then. Yeah, um, we're number three. Yeah. My number three. Okay. So, okay. So uh, search for who is mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. So this is a, uh, so okay so um so this is a series by steve orlando john oh. sue and rubine and it's uh aftershock comics and okay. they kind of so okay so one of the things that really drew me in was the cover art which is most of the case of comics uh <laughs> but it's like essentially there's like a gang of people against one man and the man's like bloody so i was like generally what i like to collect is I I really like a lot of uh, crime uh, stuff. So yeah. really into Ed Brubaker, um, really and yeah, really into any of that, and kind of more on that in a little bit. But it's sort of like if it scratches that itch, then I'm all on board. If it has any sort of noir elements or, um, but okay. So the kind of general plot to Search for Who is. Uh, it, I mean, okay. So basically, it's like somebody tries to attack this guy's mother, ends up shooting his mother and father, and okay. um, he 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 then gets a secret about his family, and he goes, uh, he he goes to Korea to like figure out what the history is, and then there's end up there's a gang, there's like two rival gangs. And also there's like this weird crossover with um, it's a shared history of, and sorry, he went to China. So um, (laughs) I apologize for that, but okay. So basically it's like a shared history of Jewish and Chinese lineage dating back to the Russian revolution, but also take any of that with like, that's what the family element. So there's this weird story that's going on that goes back to like them kind of escaping, um, you know, kind of like Tsarist Russia, but also like uh, Nazi stuff, but end up like they settle in China and then the kind of like the Jewish side of his family, you know, they just intermingle and, mm-hmm. you know, so, yeah, so he's, um, so they kind of play on that kind of relationship in it, but it also, it's really like there's two rival gangs. That's really okay. the main <laughs> plot of it. So then there's the kind of like allegiances between the two and maybe they're connected with their own families that but I, i'm like in the middle of the series right now it's it's a lot of fun uh if you like any sort of like action kind of crime thing cool awesome yeah. I, I gotta say i don't think i've ever heard of that one so i have to check that out yeah um my number two and this was kind of i was actually it was like it was very much like me debating between uh two different titles and ultimately uh, I settled on one actually that I don't know if a lot of people have read it and maybe this one speaks to me a little bit too much. So that might be why I read it. And that is black Friday. Uh, okay. yeah, that one, I was, uh, recommended that kind of randomly by the guys at uh, memory lane comics, shout out to them. If they're listening, um, they talked about this in one of their quick, like little Instagram videos that they don't do nearly as much as they should. And, um, this is essentially what would happen if a portal to hell opened up in the middle of a Walmart. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, wow. uh, yeah. So it is, uh, so it's a horror comic 
Um, it is anybody who's ever worked retail or worked in a place that has, you know, situations such as, you know, like a manager doesn't really give a shit about what's going on, or you're just, you know, fearful of dealing with customers like that. Um, you know, just any re- any retail cliche you can think of, or any cliche that uh, Scott Sace makes fun of on uh, TikTok. Um, it's re- it is shockingly good. It is uh, ve- quite the the artwork in particular is actually really what drew me in more than anything else. Um, they're only up to three issues. I don't remember if there's going to be any more. My memory's a little bit wonky on this one, but um, it was between that and an uh, well. Gonna kind of give an honorable mention of something here that didn't quite make the top five as well, um, because I think it's getting a little slow. But my had another honorable mention for Radiant Black by Kyle Higgins. Okay, yeah, I was picking that up early. Um, yeah. Just yeah. kind of wasn't sure what to do yeah. with it, but yeah. yeah, I like. I mean, visually, really amazing. You know, yeah. But Black Friday, uh, one of those ones out there uh, that not a lot. I believe it's put up by uh, Black Mask Studios. I'm going to say is the name of the company, yeah. but. Uh, very shockingly good comic. Um, I had no idea what to expect, but I, again, I was like, you know what? I can relate to this a little bit too much considering I still work in two retail jobs and, uh, God help us if that ever happened IRL. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess then my number two, and this was, so these top two that I'll give, are like really high on my list. So even there's even like a little bit more of a gulf. So these are without question, the tops. Uh, so Frontiersman uh, has been mm. a really amazing series. Have you been able to pick that up? I have the first issue, but I have not read it yet. Yeah. Um, I, I think mainly what, what I really like about it is, and I, I, I got it for, I got it for the writer, uh, Patrick Kenlin, who sings and, the band self-defense family and drug mm-hmm. church. Yep. But what really kind of like keeps me coming back and to no discredit of Patrick Kenlin, um, Marco Ferrari uh, is the, is the, the artist and his art for the series is amazing. Um, I would highly recommend it. Uh, if even just for that, like visually like stunning, like brings me back to like, I guess thinking about, when I got into comics as a kid, like now when I'm thinking about it in hindsight, I'm not sure if these artists were as good as I remember. Um, but it's, it's just like stunning landscapes. A lot of times, like stunning kind of like cosmic things. And, uh, just the attention to detail that he gives is really awesome. Cause sometimes the dialogue, um, is, I mean, it's good, but it also, it's like playing into like an interpersonal kind of thing, like inter like a social political thing, but also kind of playing around almost with like a, not buddy cop thing, but you know, that kind of like, I'm getting too old for this shit kind of vibe because (laughs) the main, the main crux of the story is um, an aging superhero kind of gets pulled back into his crime fighting career. And he has to, so he's living a reclusive life in the woods and uh, he just gets pulled back in by an activist. Um, like, and so he's kind of feeling like he's like a pawn of like this activist to kind of like be the voice of their uh, thing. And he just wants to be off the grid. But in a lot of the heroes, uh, other superheroes that he's coming into contact with, they're kind of not really sure if they're kind of like what the hero villain dynamic is. They're so far, far past that point that, you know, it was relevant. 
that they kind of com- comment on that. Um, and uh, it's really fun. Like, and it's de- kind of deconstructed. And I guess that's been done a lot, but it's been likened to, to like a specific uh, green arrow run. And I can't remember that writer, but um, it has a lot of similarities in that, even though it's completely different. So I'd really recommend cool. it. Yeah, I have the first issue and I have been hearing good things about it. Um, I'm just sitting on a lot of stuff right now, unfortunately, yeah. that like I'm just like, oh, okay. yeah, like like the other night I finally got around to reading um, the first issue of I think it was called uh, The Devil Tree, uh, mm-hmm. which is um, it, I, I don't know. It's it's that's taken a little bit for me to get into. Um, actually, I'll give a quick uh, honorable mention to something that's only two issues deep, but I think has a lot of promise for when it wraps up in 2022 to be, hopefully this will, the, con- the consistency will, well, it'll stay consistent, excuse me. And that is Dark Knights of Steel by Tom Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not an actual pick, by the way, but that's like only two issues so far. It's a really cool Elseworld story from DC, all about basically um, the characters growing up in like medieval times um, with Batman actually the closest thing to being what you can call a real superhero um, yeah. where he's actually partially raised by um, Superman's parents in addition to Superman himself. But anyway, that's really good, but it's not my, not, not my number one. My number one uh, is something that only ran five issues, but I, I will say right now, I had no idea how big the fanaticism was around this series until I went to a signing that the artist did at Third Eye Comics in Annapolis, my number one is Stray Dogs. Oh, okay, uh, I haven't been able to pick that up yet. Yeah, but yeah. while I'm on the image site, that's they're pushing. It's getting pushed. Yeah, hard. it it is like I. I mean, I knew this had some popularity because every time I would go onto um, any sort of comic book related page, whether it was on social media, whether it was just directly, you know, on like a website, whether it's on YouTube everyone was talking about this series and I was like, okay, fine. Let's fucking, let's see what it's about. Um, it is a very simple like murder mystery story, but told from the perspective of all dogs. Like what happens is the book picks oh, up damn. the book picks up, like there's somebody described it as the secret life of pets meets silence of the lambs. Oh, wow. And I thought that was it meets also kind of meets seven. Um, the artwork is very cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, the artwork by Trish Forstner um it is it's like you you pick it up and you're like it looks like something you'd pick up in like the kids section at like barnes and noble and you're just kind of like oh like this is adorable it's honestly be- that's what kind of didn't make me think too i knew that there was some playing around with things because there's some of the variant covers that you know yeah. uh, will hearken to other things and so i kind of yeah. got that it had that element to it but yeah i didn't realize that was like yeah. the complete crux yeah. of the story uh, yeah actually i will say the variant covers to that are way too charming <laughs> i was like i got uh one which was an homage to audition with the yeah. uh girl holding the piano wire um except it's like a little floofy poodle um yeah they're really <laughs> like pulling or i don't i'm gonna get the expression wrong but they're like pulling our card or whatever with that with, pulling with our those, chain? yeah well just like it's <laughs> like those variant covers have been like oh god you're you're getting to me you know like it's like yeah. i i feel like i'm almost resisting it in a way because like it's like totally just like yeah you like this thing so i'm gonna get it and yeah. um but there, yeah. yeah there's a facebook group i got added to from somebody by somebody at uh one of my jobs that i thought was just people appreciating like the comic and i was like that's cool 
And then you see like the serious like bidding wars and people like tracking down every cover they can find of this. And I'm like, it's the same story inside people. <laughs> and I was like, I buy comics because I like to read them. Mm-hmm. I like them because for the stories, artwork and variant covers are cool once in a while. Like when Marvel put out all those variant covers for Alien um, and the Predator ones that were going to come out, which got shelved, looked really cool too. But anyway, um, Stray Dogs basically opens up with this little tiny, I think she's like a, like a papillon, but she, uh, this girl, this dog named Sophie, she's brought in, uh, she's lost her owner recently and she's brought into sort of like a foster dog home. Like, you know, she's like, Hey, you know, don't worry, honey, you know, you're in good company now. And she meets all the dogs that are in there. Everyone has their own little distinct personality. They welcome her, you know, they're just like, okay, don't worry. You're in good spot. You know, here's give you a tour of the house. And then it kind of plays on the fact that dogs sometimes have very like short-term memory. Mm. Um, not all the time, but she takes a nap and she wakes up one day and she goes to confront the other dogs. And she says, your master killed my lady. And there's like, what? And she's like, yeah. And they're just like, oh, and she's like, I'm not crazy. Like I, I know this happened. Cause she still has flashes in her memory of like somebody breaking into her home and like killing her owner and basically dog dog napping her and taking her to this dog house. And it kind of slowly unravels or like, you know, they figure out like, is she like, is she pulling our chain? Is she like, is she just have bad memories? They're dogs. Basically. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it, uh, it is, it is way better than I thought it had any right. Oh, wow. to be. Um, like I like, yeah. And it only runs for five issues. The trades out right now. Um, image comics put it out all the people who worked on this previously worked on my little pony comics <laughs> oh damn so like when i looked it up and they said like this is our first real foray into like adult comics um and it works really well every issue ended with like total like gasp moment we were like oh shit like every time you're just like oh fucking hell um like volume four in particular or not volume four excuse me issue four i I remembered when the final page, I like had to put the book down for a second. And I was like, man, I am scared what's going to happen this next issue. Yeah. And uh, I think it's uh, the fanaticism around it is a little bit on the irritating side, but I do think it's a really good comic. Um, Great, great to get. I will say anybody who's an animal lover, you will probably be able to click with this a little bit more, you know, but even if you are kind of apathetic to having pets or the ideas about it, it's still just a genuinely good, compelling story with very likable characters. Everybody's got their own distinct personality. The artwork, like I said, can be a bit uh, of a turnoff for some people, but I tell people like stick with it. Yeah. It it works in this book's favor. Yeah. I mean, I also, I guess, harkening back to the last one I gave, uh, if I didn't say frontiersman is on image. So we're big image comic stance. I think image was having a really good year. Um, a lot of the smaller ones, uh, like we said, like boom, aftershock, Mm -hmm. uh, black mask. I really think that's where not even the term of like investing. It's like, that's where you just need to spend your time with like that. I think they're telling the more interesting stories. Like, All of the, a lot of the Ed Brubaker criminal stuff, that's all mm-hmm. image. Um, so image is like killing it. Yeah. Um, image, and, is a, yeah. Image, is, image is a great place for people to jump back onto if they've been out of the comics game for a while because they have definitive beginnings and ends. 
Yeah. Um, it is like, you don't have to worry about, oh, if I want to go pick up this uh, X-Men book, I'm like, you have to read stuff from the last 20 years or so. Yeah. Um, it's like, I would say if you're going to pick up like Marvel and DC stuff, honestly, just like go to your local library and get any of the huge, like kind of like history uh, trade back things they have. I mean, you can get so much of the stuff on like the Hoopla app. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like, it's like Marvel and DC are doing fine. Like give your money to these, even the image is pretty big, but like give them to yeah. the, if you're going to give any money, if you have any money, give it yeah. to these smaller things, like <laughs> the smaller money. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> um, give it to the smaller publishing houses. Cause I really think they're doing really neat things with uh the writers that they're working with uh which still kind of brings me i guess to my last one but yeah what is your number one my number one is that texas blood um Mm. and so that kind of goes back into everything i've been talking about the whole time i keep talking about brubaker but the uh so it's a series by jacob phillips and chris condon jacob phillips is sean phillips's son but he also is the colorist for the criminal series. And, uh, and, but they're kind of doing, this is their first like new, their thing. Like, I think before that they've worked on other people's things. So this is their series. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kind of, when you get into it in the description, it gives on uh, image. It says like Paris, Texas got punched by no country for old men. And that's not incorrect. Um, but I feel like there's like, just a different vibe that it's kind of going into that feels a little like dark, I guess, Gothic is a term that we can use that is really interesting. Puts like a good spin on it that, I mean, once again, Brubaker and Phillips end up doing a lot with like Fatal and mm-hmm. things, but I don't know. I, I'm, I, I still have to catch up. I have, I am caught up to a lot of the 2021 stuff and that's why it's on my list for this year, mm-hmm. but it did start like last, uh, june and so but it's that one is like just top top number one like i've been really impressed with it i picked up the new trade and i'm uh collecting the series as it's ongoing so i would recommend yeah Yeah, i was gonna say i picked up all the stray dog single issues and i i did pick up the uh trade as well just because i was like i wanted to own this in any in a more convenient format just in case god forbid something happened um yeah, there's definitely. I also would say 2022 is looking very promising too, considering uh, how uh, consistent some of these newer titles have been so far, and especially considering how a lot of these writers are getting even more work than before. Yeah, um, I know that, and I, this is one that I picked up the first few issues for, but have not really read anything past the first one, and that was just more due to laziness. But have you checked out any of the alien stuff that Marvel's been putting out? No, and I think just back to what we were saying, like I just haven't been giving Marvel the time of day. But and also, <laughs> there's a lot of different um, alien series that have been, so it's like hard to know where to jump on. You know, I I think this is just the beginning of a whole new thing. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, as far as I can tell, I think it takes place after Aliens because there is a uh, character who looks directly like uh, Lance Henriksen. Oh, cool. uh, and uh, I read the first issue uh, by Philip Kennedy Johnson, I believe was the guy's name. Um, and I thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, I, I picked up the first few issues and again, just kind of forgot. Um, sorry if he ends up listening to this. <laughs> um, 
But I also will say there's another manga that I picked up the first volume for that is just like, I think they're only in the second volume right now, which just came out like two weeks ago. And it's called Mal, uh, mm-hmm. which is another, which is sort of a action pseudo horror uh, fantasy time travel ish book okay. uh, by the person who <clears throat> her name is uh, Rumiko Takahashi. She worked on Inuyasha Mason and Koku, uh, Rama one half, a uh, lot like Yurise Yatsura. She's like one of the most prolific female uh, manga creators of all time. And this is her first new book in like God knows how long. Uh, but so far, that's been shown a lot of promise. Um, like I said before, Dark Knights of Steel by Tom Taylor, I think, is only, it only it's only going to run like 12 issues. But I think so far, they're doing a great job with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like I said, Radiant Black, which is like an honorable mention. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's been a good year for comics. Uh, I've been really lucky to have the job that I have that I can pick up comics. Um, so it's been fun getting back into this. It's an extension of even before I had this job, I was, like I said, I was going to the library and since you couldn't really go anywhere safely, well, we'll see where that goes. But, um, I was just like, just go, I would say, just go to the library, get Hoopla, you can read so many comics without mm-hmm. spending like any money. Yeah. And like, there are, um, I, yeah, there, there's been so many series that I was able to get through that. I was never able to just buy single issues yeah. for speaking of, uh, without having to spend money. Do you want to talk briefly about the one comic that made you so incredibly mad? Yeah. I wanted to end on that. I think we're kind of wrapping up. Um, yeah, I know we've gone a little over, but, um, so yeah, before I get to that, um, yeah, I, I feel like I'm like trying to figure out how to get into that because, okay, before I get into that, I'll explain kind of why. Yeah. Um, I I found a comic series this year called Wild Dog, and I really like it. And it kind of goes back to what I was saying. Like, I like short runs because I feel like you can read a story, the story starts and it ends. So the mm-hmm. original Wild Dog is like four or five issues. And there have been Wild Dog stories, also, and this is on DC. But he's kind of, it was explained to me that he's like DC's predator or predator, sorry, DC's <laughs> Punisher. Um, so DC's Punisher and it takes place in Iowa. And I was like, I'm on board. He looks kind of like, uh, he looks kind of like Casey Jones. Um, and he's, there's like a contained story. And so it starts and ends. Once again, I can pick them all up. Um, but there's been, Action Comics has had like kind of one-off issues with wild dog over the years but this is like an 80s comic Hmm. yeah and um he also he kind of got a rebirth kind of recently because one of the cw shows had had uh wild dog as a very minor character in it for like an Um, episode probably probably like legends of tomorrow or something like that right yeah legends of tomorrow i believe that's exactly right um, but that actually has nothing really to do with what the Wild Dog comic is. So going into what I'm talking about is because I like Wild Dog and honestly, because the new Suicide Squad was coming out, I decided to pick up Suicide Squad, get the Joker, I believe is the title. And because um, I knew that it had a storyline with Wild Dog and i actually knew what the plot was and the the original writers of wild dog weren't really on board with it cuz they don't own the rights to the character yeah um so the the premise that's the story that's set up in it 
is that i mean it's just the regular kind of suicide squad stuff that happens every issue of suicide squad yeah but he's part of the team wild dog is and uh there's an insinuation not really insinuation he says it that he was at the capitol uh storming oh god and that's what made the writer and the original artist like pissed that it sort of like it put itself in there because the politics of wild dog were so like not anything there there is kind of a political angle to it but it's like the politics are like laughable but that's also part of the thing it's like it's like he has to fight these like a terrorist but it's like they're like domestic terrorists but their their philosophies that they talk about in it are like just everything really yeah Um, so that's kind of the point it just doesn't go one way or the other but in this it, it sort of makes it where wild dog is then that makes him a villain not like an anti-hero and um but also if i'm being honest one of the things that really pissed me off is with that dc run at the black label run i believe is what it's called mm-hmm. um they are magazine sized yeah oh my so god if you have a comic box it fucking will piss you off because yeah. like it's like where do i store it do i just store this one issue of suicide squad with like my books yeah. That's been my biggest issue with like my favorite comic of last year was Wonder Woman Dead Earth. And uh, that entire thing all comes because I never picked up a black label book before until that. And I was like, what the, I was like, what am I supposed to do with this? I was like, I can't put this on my bookshelf because it'll get kind of crushed. Yeah. And, and it's like, and then I ran into some people who said like, oh, I found ways around it. I'm like, please tell me how, because I, it, yeah, because DC Black Label basically took over for Vertigo. Like they mm-hmm. they yeah. discontinued Vertigo and they launched this. So if you go try to pick up something like uh, Swamp Thing or Preacher, it'll have DC Black Label on the side now too, which just feels kind of weird. Um, I was like, I mean, I know it's the same book; you're not altering anything, but I'm like, it just seems. Yeah, I guess odd. if you if you end up collecting enough of them, you can get the proper box for it. So it isn't end up, but when you start collecting black label because i have a guy at work that he has a lot of black label stuff and he said mm-hmm. i just bought a magazine box but i'm like well this suicide squad issue sucks so i'm not going <laughs> to pick up more of it so then i have but what i've done is i put it kind of sideways in my uh long box um, because there's enough space and it's just kind of to the side um yeah you know because i don't plan on getting more of it like i said uh i really did not like it i don't like the art for it i don't like the story for it and i knew it going in so i did this to myself but i kind of expected (laughs) maybe it's better than what it says and i've actually read a little bit of dc stuff this year than i ever have in my life like i caught up on uh the crisis series from the 80s and uh well wild dog and so i was like i'm gonna give dc a shot and it is it is garbage and I wouldn't recommend it's it. A, um, I hope a, all those people yeah. go on to have great careers, but it's I, a shame I because it's like Brian Azzarello is a good writer and I believe he's yeah. the one who write it. And I, and I was just like, what happened? But I also remembered like a number of years ago when they did the uh, theatrical adaptation of the killing joke that he was technically the one who wrote that. So he was the one. I, I, did you ever see that Josh? I believe so. Yeah, like the animated one, which like where half of it is Barbara Gordon tracking down a guy named Perry Franz, um, and then she ends up having sex with Batman, which is fucking awful. Yeah, it gets. I don't really like when. Okay, I don't 
I don't feel like I read comics for it to get into what's actually going on in our society. Now, I think that it's interesting when it can comment off of it and you're not, but it's not direct. It's like it can make, because I feel like Frontiersman is doing that. It's commenting on like the social element of today, but it's within its own world. Yeah. And I think that's, so by making it that wild dog is a capital stormer, (laughs) then it puts it exactly into our world. And I don't like our world right now. Like I don't want to live in it. So when I pick up a comic, I don't want to read something that makes him that. And it's like, if there was a more interesting way to make someone an anti-hero, because I get where it's a, it's a tale of villains, but I, that's why I don't really dig into like that side of DC edgy shit. Like I don't, I don't really want to see, um, I don't know. Batman no, fuck. You know? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bat fuck. Oh uh, yeah. god. Yeah, no, it's like and yeah, because I remember and Azarello apparently got very mad when someone confronted him about that at the killing uh, uh, some Batman panel at I think San Diego Comic Con. And uh actually I think it might have been at the Killing Joke panel where like they sh- they showed it to an audience and people and somebody asked him, like, why did you do that? Like she he's like old enough to be like her her dad. And it just comes across as completely unnecessary. And he got very defensive and apparently got very mad. But it's a shame because 100 Bullets, I think, is great. Um, I yeah. think his run on Wonder Woman, people could talk shit they, about they want to for the new 52. But I thought his Wonder Woman run was really fucking good. And I don't know. I mean, everyone just has a, everyone has a misfire once in a while, which reminds me that I need to pick up the... Uh, I'm morbidly curious about picking up that new Rob Liefeld X-Force book, which just came out. <laughs> I was actually just I was like, why can't I remember his name? But yeah, like I, I feel like I understand everything. I understand people's criticism was Rob Liefeld, but that was the dude that I came up on. And so that's what I remember. Like I, I loved cable stuff and I, you know, so it's like, I understand how it's aged, <laughs> you know, and I, <laughs> and I, I love the memes about Rob Liefeld and I get, the hate in a lot of ways but it's like don't discredit the man you know it's like he brought so many things that i think people have been able to take elements of and make better but um but it's like in the same way that we're talking about the the suicide squad guy it's like i'm gonna just let it pass you know i don't want to pick up these magazine comics and maybe suicide squad as an actual series isn't really for me but if someone could recommend like maybe a suicide squad run that's like I guess we'll say good. Yeah. yeah. Then I, I'd love to rethink it, you know, and, yeah. and uh, like the ones you mentioned um, that he's also worked on, I know those to be good too. Yeah. yeah. So actually, no speak, actually, speaking of something that's somewhat grounded uh, IRL, but also still completely fantasy based, I wanted to give a honorable mention shout out to Crossover by Donny Cates, um, which I think is super fun and actually was the only comic this year that. Uh, incorporated Chip Zdarsky into the story by a, so he wrote a story where he inserted himself into the comic, but it wasn't uh-huh. like it wasn't done out of like egotism. It was just done more for amusement. Yeah, because um, I don't know if you've read that. That is, I have it. I have yeah, just haven't read it. Yeah, no, I yeah. really enjoy it. I mean, like it is a comic book for people who have a history of reading comic books mm-hmm. because they start incorporating like characters from like like he was like. I'm stoked that people gave me permission to like use like characters like Madman and the Darkness and stuff like that, like Savage Dragon, and like because it's all basically what would happen if all the comic book world exploded into our world 
and the world starts getting torn apart by all these like big battles and big, you know, epic scales to the point where I think they trapped them all in like a giant dome to make sure they don't fuck with our real world anymore. Um, it's really fun. It's got a Donny Cates himself even said like, I basically just wanted to write like a fun comic. Like he's like, I've always been so focused on like doing a lot of like very personal stuff. Sometimes I just want to write something for fun. And uh, I think he did a pretty good job, but it's an honorable mention only because I'm kind of far behind on it. <laughs> yeah. Let me, as we actually go out of this, um, there's, there's probably some things that would have been on my top if I had actually taken the time to read them. And I know <laughs> they look, it's like, I've heard so many good things. It's just, you only have so much time, but yeah, we talked about uh, department of truth. Um, I've also been uh, picking up hell comp and then Nita Hall's nightmare blog. I just picked it up and I haven't read it yet. Yeah. Um, I really like the other book that um, Rodney Barnes did Philadelphia. That's a really solid one too. Yeah. And uh new burn righteous thirst for your vengeance. May's yep. book yep. house of slaughter. Um, yep. I've been picking up the fourth man uh, beauty. He who fights with monsters. Uh, I have fright night coming and um, yeah, but I, I have a, I have some more, but I, I really can't remember. And this episode has gone on so long, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I've been having a lot of fun getting back into comics. We'll see how long it lasts because there's only so much money. Um, yep. But for now it's really fun. And I think that if I had to pick one, I'm going to stick with that Texas blood for as mm -hmm. long as that run goes on. And it seems like it's going to be a really long running comic. And so that maybe eventually that'll be the only one I collect. Yeah. I mean, like I said, uh, you know, I know apparently that the crew on Stray Dogs is coming out with a new story that I think is either supposed to be a side story or potentially a sequel called Stray Dogs Dog Days. I've seen um, that. Yeah. yeah uh, I've already seen people like pre ordering that and like the pre orders are selling out. And I'm like, motherfucker, I just want the goddamn book. <laughs> I, was yeah. like, I was like, I don't care what the cover is going to look like in this case. I just want to read it. Mm -hmm. um, but, anyways. Do you want to wrap it up from here? Yeah. Well, uh, th thanks for joining us. Um, we appreciate it, you know, and, you know, have a good coming up year. Be safe yep. out there. Yep. Buy things. Support your local comic shop, man. Please they do. do. Yeah. Especially right now with this day and age, um, with a lot of physical stores disappearing, like they could really use your help. And, uh, and just in general, like there's no better way than to, get into comics and by going and finding the right comic store with the right crew that's willing to treat you like a human being treat you with respect and be like yo i got you what can i recommend for you yeah and shout out your local shop and i'll do the same yeah um i'll shout out third eye comics in annapolis they have actually have a few locations around the dmv they have one in saint mary's one in waldorf and they have a couple of stores in virginia i think actually one or two ones based in or around richmond okay yeah, so yeah. They're, they're expanding. So, but yeah. they're, all, they're all extraordinary people, super nice, super helpful. Um, again, like they treat you like they've known you for forever. Like, hey, what's going on, man? You know, I, you know, what can I show? I let me show you something this week, man. I think you'd like it. Yeah. Um, I want to shout out Heroes Aren't Hard to Find, just Heroes Comics, essentially, if you're looking for them, Heroes Online on like social media. Uh, I mean, they're like a, they do like a comic con every year in uh, Charlotte. So they're a big name in the Southeast. Uh, but, you know, it's like, I have friends that work there and, you know, I, I, I think that's a great place. You know, I've picked up a few things, uh, you know, comics are, it's kind of an expensive hobby nowadays, especially if you're looking for titles, but you yeah. know, it's like, they're such a solid comic book store. 
and a very well designed, very clean, and uh, just couldn't ask for a better local store. Yep. Uh, yeah. Thank you.